0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackals, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. Co-parenting with a relentlessly difficult person, I call them hijackals, you may call them a narcissist, a borderline, a sociopath, a psychopath, a histrionic, whatever. It may just be someone who's extremely passive-aggressive. But there are five things that you really need to be aware of for raising healthy kids when you're co-parenting with a difficult ex. Your kids just cannot become pawns and messengers and casualties of the divorce wars. I know you don't want that, but the hijacko will use them for that. <clears throat> so in a perfect world, your children would only know that life is more peaceful with two homes and that they miss the parent they're not with. That's it. That's all they need to want to know. But co-parenting with a former partner needs to be all about the children and not about your relationship with your ex. And that's not always easy, but it is absolutely necessary. So stay with that focus. Children need to know and to feel that they're more important than the conflict that is, or hopefully was, between their parents. So maintaining that is what effective conscious co-parenting is all about. Co-parenting with a chronically difficult ex that can be one of the most trying experiences of your life. I know, I did it. It's tension-ridden, anxiety-producing, and kind of, I can't believe that you did that territory, and it never seems to end. You know, in my book, Escaping the Hijackle Trap, I coined that term, hijackles, and you know what they are. They're people who hijack relationships for their own purpose and then try to take all the control and power. So no matter what happens, a hijacker has to be right. Therefore, no matter what happens, you are wrong. So if you have a hijacker ex, I am speaking to you. Oh yes, and the emails and the texts and the angry phone calls, they just keep coming too. And just when you think it can't get worse, you're hit with an ex parte hearing for some alleged infraction that didn't happen. It's all drama, drama, drama. Co-parenting with a hijackal is an exercise in tenacity. How long can you hang on and hang in? You're pushed to the edge of reason and then pushed again. The hijackal specializes in catching you off guard and keeping you out of the loop. I'm sure you've noticed that. Then when you think there is a lull, you're hoping there's a lull, you're hoping for peace, another emotional storm erupts and you become the devil in disguise. The children are terribly caught. Whom do they please? Whom do they believe? Where is their allegiance? Where are they safe? Big questions for little people. In a hijackal-free relationship, both people realize that it's unnecessary and unkind to expose the children to adult relationship issues. When you co-parent well, you eliminate exposing the children to them. They know mom and dad are not together and choose to live apart They will see and feel the difficulties as they experience the changes, and your job is to reassure them that you both love them and you always will do all you can to keep their lives as normal as possible. No details required about the relationship. Not only do they not need those details about the split-up, if you spill them, you risk jeopardizing their relationship with the other parent when you share them, and that's just not fair to the kids. Hijackles, however, fail to see this risk involved in bad-mouthing the other parent. In fact, they see it as an opportunity to win their favorite thing. That's what's most important to them at all times. Unfortunately, they happily paint you as the villain, the saboteur, the useless, thoughtless, selfless, selfish person they know themselves to be. The children are caught. They love their parents, both parents, and they often learn to tell each parent what they think they want to hear. That's just unhealthy for children. Children will have questions, but you have to answer them in the most age-appropriate way. Their ages, not yours. In the most appropriate age-appropriate way for them to understand the most general issues. No specifics. And particularly be careful. No blaming. No shaming. No defaming your partner in the hearing of your children. I know it's hard. But that's what you do for your children. It's not about what you'd like to do. It's what you do for your children. What you know is best. Sadly, in a hijackles situation, it's all about involving the children in the war. Hijackles have to win every moment, so that's the problem. In order to win, somebody has to lose. In fact, for hijackles, the more people who lose, the better. So you are going to lose because you, after all, are the devil's spawn, and the children are going to lose because they clearly understand that their mission is to make the hijackle happy, and that's impossible. You know that. So a true catch 22. Children have enough upset to contend with when parents separate. It's enough to be moving and losing time with their friends or missing the non-custodial parent or just being feeling uncertain about what's going on and not having the right things at the right house. These are kid concerns and children need not and should not be hearing about adult issues. They should never hear one parent say anything negative about the other directly or within their hearing. In fact, here in California, the laws in every divorce settlement states that clearly. And lawyers hearing this that has happened can and will reinterpret this as parental alienation. And that's not good for anyone. Hijackles, however, are masters of parental alienation while calling it, quote unquote, in the best interests of the children. Their MO is to use what I call emotional facts and spread them liberally in court as well as with everyone who will listen. Emotional facts are statements generated from the emotional reasoning of a hijackle. They feel true to the hijackal, and she or he wants others to accept them as true. All too often, these emotional facts are not seen in the court, and courts don't see through them, and courts move too quickly to question them. Often, this will produce sad consequences for you and the children. An example of using emotional facts... Your ex feels that you want to keep the children from her. She then proceeds to tell everyone that everything you do is to keep the children from her. There's no evidence in reality that you ever intended to keep the children away. But the strength and the power of her emotional facts and her emotional reasoning becomes her story. And she's sticking with it and she tells it to everyone. And she'll embellish the story in whatever ways gets her more attention. And in court, she will cry, pout, rage, or seek pity to support her emotional facts. So whether or not divorcing was a shared decision or something that broadsided you it's happened. It's the reality. Not engaging your child or children in the ongoing details of the conflict or the disappointments or the anger is important. It's not easy, but you're an adult and that's what a wise adult who cares deeply about the well-being of children would do. So I want to give you the clear guidelines I share with my clients to help you through these. Listen to these. Think about it. Listen to them again. Stay focused on what's important. Say this to yourself. I am the model I want my children to follow. Therefore, everything I do and say demonstrates whom I want my children to become. I communicate with my ex in a way that I want to be communicated with. I choose collaboration and conversation over conflict and acrimony. I focus on my children and what keeps them healthy, physically, mentally, and emotionally. That includes doing what is in their best interests first. I turn my attention from what I don't like about my ex to what she or he does well for the children. It's about the kids, not about my personal issues with my ex. My children have the right to be children, concerned only with age appropriate thoughts, feelings, and actions. I protect them from being pawns, messengers, or casualties of my divorce. It can be difficult to rise up and be your best self when everything in you wants to blame, shame, and complain. I know, I've been divorced with children too, and from a hijackle. So you may have deep resentments after years of a rocky marriage. Or you may have fresh scars that the divorce brought on, and it feels like your ex should pay for it dearly and for a long, long time. Leave that to the court. You have to get your head on straight and do what is best for the kids. Get help to get a healthy perspective on this right away. No matter how difficult it is or how frequently you have to remind yourself, put the health and well-being of your children first. That means your love for your children is stronger than your loathing of your partner and the divorce process. When you keep that top of mind, you will be able to master successful co-parenting. It won't be comfortable, but you can do it and give your children the best emotional environment in which to thrive. They deserve that. After all, they didn't ask for a divorce. For more tips, be sure to subscribe to my weekly tips for relationships. Just go to forrelationshiphelp.com and you can do that there. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want. And that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you life can get better and you heard that from me the relationship help doctor i'm roberta shaler and i work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing we can talk so learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on youtube at forrelationshiphelp join me for next week's show